What is going on, everybody? Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome back to Trophy Talk, the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. No adjectives for either of you today in the spirit of fairness. All right, wow. Salty CK. Yep. Call you the Salty CK. Yeah, you can call me, yep, Salty CK, or Saltine for short. maybe i'll throw some adjectives at the outros or at the end of the episode but for now i didn't i didn't want to step on any toes to start off the day okay you guys fair enough feel okay about that sure okay ruby (laughs) good so how's everyone doing this morning how are you guys Doing bad. Doing, doing bad. Doing good. <laughs> <laughs> doing bad. Okay. <laughs> doing good. All right. Very nice. I hear you uh, underwent a little bit of. Uh, you took a trip to the doctor. Let's say so. You're a little, little banged up right now. Are you feeling all right? Everything's feeling good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Good. Last last night was a little rough because um, yesterday I had to get this Salazian, as they call it, removed from my eyeball. So doctor, you know, put a needle in my eye, Oof. numbed it up pretty good, and you know, he made a little excision in my eye. That way, he can get like some of that, like dried up oils that were kind of clogged up in my eyelid. Mm-hmm. So like yesterday, and I got patched up, and like as I'm leaving, I took a picture to send to my wife. She started freaking out, and. <laughs> I was thinking like, this is a pretty cool picture. I kind of look like like someone from like out of like. Like a pirate or something. <laughs> I, I think you kind of put it in a rather better way. Me looking like the Winter Soldier, minus like the long hair and all that. Yeah, but you're just this picture is is pretty great, folks, because about three fourths of uh, Daryl's face is covered up. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you include the mask and then like this sort, you know, the pirate eye patch and stuff, it's it's pretty intense. Did you drive home by the way from that appointment? Because it looks like you're in the driver's seat. Yeah, I did drive home. Luckily, the I uh the eye place is not far from where I live, but it, it was kind of like a trippy ride because like half of my vision was gone. So like, yeah, I got <laughs> to look. Depth perception's all fucked. <laughs> yeah, I had to like look left and right several times before I actually left the park parking lot just because I didn't know like where the cars were coming from. Luckily, I wasn't on the road too long, but probably should not have dri- driven there. Probably could have just walked home instead. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm glad no accidents or anything occurred. Because <laughs> I was like thinking that a picture, like, wait a minute. I don't feel like I would have been comfortable to drive home in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. It's good. Well, it's all taken care of now. What's the recovery time? And are you still in uh... the eye patch today? Oh, the eye patch came off last night. So oh, like okay. for the next week I have to put like this ointment that'll help like fight infections and things like that, so Okay. Very cool. I mean not really, but you know, it's done and <laughs> it's getting yeah. fixed. Yeah, not very cool. Feel comfortable. Right. When it's all over. Right. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear you are recovering. Eli, what about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? Anything crazy yeah. going on over there? No, nothing too crazy. Well, that's good. Same old, same old. You had your brother in town last week, was it, for a little bit to visit? Yeah, last weekend, yeah. You guys break some world records for individual levels, ILs? 
Uh, you yeah, we speed ran uh, Minecraft. Did you? <laughs> no. <sorry>. Oh shit. <laughs> we uh, he taught me some. He's a little more well versed in Minecraft, and my son's been into it, so I got some 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 more tips. Uh, in that in that game, so okay, we didn't. We were gonna start something, but it was uh, it was a short visit, and you know the nights were a little later so we didn't like want to start something big ever sure so we both just kind of chilled and you know hung out yeah i was a bit bummed he didn't hop onto fall guys with us at some point because he's the goat you know he's pretty good at, the, <laughs> at that at least in season one and we're yeah. still chasing the uh the evasive five win trophy infallible yeah little update on that you know last weekend we tried it during community night we were able to get two wins in a row (laughs) so not horrible because it was something where it's like i was playing with one community member a little earlier in the day we got one win and then we got to the finals twice and then we got two wins so almost five right there right it could have been it could have been the five it was pretty close Mm -hmm. so i i feel confident that it is doable if we have a squad and now that squads mode is permanent however after we lost our streak on that going for the third win i was like it's not going to happen tonight anymore because we got to reset entirely so i had a third beer probably did not help us because <laughs> 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 i think i became a little too buzzed and it was probably not peak performance for me in fall guys but that's okay i was having a well fun, you're the one you're time. the carry I know. That's, that's what right. I'm. That's what I'm saying, dude. If I'm not the hard I'm carry, playing. man. <laughs> yeah, but you, we'll, we'll try again. You win those two final games. No, so like we won. So the way it works in squads is if any of your squad wins in the finals, it counts for a win for all of you. So we won. One of us won the first game, and then we got to the finals two more after that, but did not win. And then the next two games after that, for games four and five, we did win in the finals so it was like we were almost there basically like i just need to work on my there's a couple new finals games in season four that i'm just not that practiced on Mm. and i just need to get better at those and i've still not gotten consistent at a strategy for hexagon as old as that (laughs) game mode is it's like i i do the same kind of thing every time and it's like i do pretty good i finish you know I'm, i'm never the first one out or in the middle i'm always like one of the last people but i don't ever end up winning that game mode so I don't quite know what I'm what I got to do differently, but I need to figure out a new strategy for that. Such is life with Fall Guys. Yeah. But anyway, um, in real mm-hmm. world news, I am uh, getting ready to move here in a couple weeks. So things are getting somewhat busy around the house, trying to pack like one or two boxes a day. What I was basically telling you to do when you were moving, Daryl, for you and your wife. Right. Um, it's hard to stick to that, obviously. There's been days that mm-hmm. we've missed, but so far it's okay. We have someone coming by this afternoon to look at the house because they probably are going to, well, they're going to try to get into it when we're out of here in early May. So that's a little like frustrating because it's like, all right, well, we haven't really cleaned. It's kind of a mess. And both Steph and I are going to be at her mom's because her mom is moving. So we're helping her pack today. So we're not going to be here when the landlord and the other person come by. So that's a little annoying, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. That's all I got going on, other than just work and normal stuff. So it's a good time. It's a good time. Eli, you had a question for us, I hear. Yeah, I figured uh, we got to get off these damn food topics. Uh So, you know, with the help of Daryl, I came up with another quotidian question to discuss. Wow, holy shit. Yeah, juice is fun. What a word. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got uh, I got, I got words too, Colin. <laughs> you want me to look up the definition of that right now? <laughs> do you know what that means? <laughs> I actually don't know what that means. I do not. It's like an ordinary or everyday. Oh, yeah. all right. Especially when mundane. Okay. So, all right. You know. What is it then? What do you got? This quotidian question. So here's the banger. Okay. How often do you wash your clothes? Hmm. Scared to admit. Well, I, so, okay, it's kind of different per article of clothing and the mm-hmm. type of clothing, right? So mm-hmm. if it's like a hoodie or like a jacket, it's not very often unless, I'm, yeah. unless I end up like skating in it or like I don't really run with hoodies on. But sometimes I've done that and then it's like, okay, it's really sweaty. So that's like maybe every couple weeks, maybe a yep. little more. Uh, t-shirt gets one wear out of me. One wear. Right. The, okay. the alternative is I will wear it once and then maybe wear it again to sleep in before I wash it, but I won't wear it again to like work or something like that. Jeans, on the other hand, I will yeah, wear for jeans. like weeks. I only have two pairs of jeans. Weeks. And I weeks. will wear the same pair of jeans for weeks <laughs> without washing Weeks. It. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do like kind of the same thing. My hoodie, the hoodie sound last. like it with the way you're coming at me with those fucking jeans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, weeks, weeks. Dude. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. What? <laughs> well, not for jeans. Jeans, okay. I do maybe three days. Okay, three or four days. You know, like two pairs of jeans for a week, basically. Yeah, three or four days. I mean, I alternate the weekend. Yep. You know how long I uh, stay in my pajamas on the weekend type of deal. Yeah, that's I got full days in pajamas on the weekend sometimes. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, the shirts. Yeah, the I do. I do maybe two days. Two days is is safe. Okay. One day, that's that's too quotidian, you know. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, yeah, and what I jeans yeah hoodies about a couple. Geez, it could be months. Sometimes I just forget. Yeah, you know, it's like a, that's more on like a oh this kind of smells basis. I should probably wash yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time, or I spill something on it. You know, I'm also really worried because when, especially you know, by the way, we got some really great hoodies and shirts and all that stuff in the merch store that you should check out. When I got my trophy talk, where's that? Just pull over. Oh, where, where is it at, Eli? Where's the, where's it at? Teespring. Uh, Teespring.com/slash trophy talk podcast. There you go. Boom. Set it up. Dunk it. Right. What I'm saying. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. When uh, when I got my nice, not like a hoodie, but just a normal like crew sweater for, tro- for mm. of the trophy talk oh, stuff. Yeah. Like I've haven't washed it yet because I'm super worried about the inside getting less soft and less comfortable. It's not just with our stuff, but just all hoodies in general. Like the first time you wash it is always such a bummer because it really loses a lot of its like snuggliness. You know. Oh yeah, I do that with uh. Like any clothes I get, I don't like to wash right away because a shirt fits the best when you get it. And I know I feel like it's best practice to wash it when you get it because you don't know where it's been. But you can't give up that fit, you know? I 100% agree. There's some t-shirts that only look good on me like twice. And then it's like, oh, well, there you go. Yep, (laughs) It's all blown out at the waist. You know, it's like all wide and sleeves get short. Yep. It's neck either, gets blown out a little bit. Yeah, it's, like, the, ass, oh, it's over. The neck getting saggy is the worst. Yeah, you got to get yourself some pro clubs. Those are, are the shirts. Oh, okay. Pro club, they're like heavy, and you get like the heavy, thick one. And they have tall tees, so you can get like 
though you get the little extra length because I feel like I'm at a weird spot in size of clothing where like larges are too wide and mediums are too short. Hmm. So like well, because you're medium, taller, so you need the length of the large. Though. Yeah, but like a medium tall is is prime. Gotcha. Did you say calling? Well, what is a pro club? Yeah. <laughs> these were like very common back in like early 2000s they were like the shirts that you would see like you know like gangsters wear where the shirt would like go all the way down towards your feet <laughs> like a, a tall tee i know a tall yeah are, yeah okay tall tee. But these would like go past their knees like that was a thing back then oh my gosh Wow. Uh-huh. It just sounds like really hard to do any sort of movement in. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen some people skate back in the day like that with like really baggy clothes on. And I was always like, how do you do that? I feel like your clothing mm-hmm. just gets in the way of the board all the time. I don't know. Like Tom Penny. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I for a little while did like the really tight pants when I was skating. Like I was like. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, crew jeans and Volcom jeans and stuff, yeah. and that was just also weird. There's got to be a happy, <laughs> there's got to be a middle ground. You got to see the the wrinkles in my knees and my through my pants. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> the thing is, I couldn't even fit into any sort of jeans like that now. So there's no, I'm not even gonna try, dude. I know they mm-hmm. make like, I pretty much will buy Levi jeans almost exclusively, and they have like all their different num numbers, which stand for different styles and any of the ones that are like slim and or athletic fit i'm like nah <laughs> give me that mm. I, I want relaxed fit or normal <laughs> fit you know like i'm like yeah. nope <laughs> yeah yeah i try to go i go slim but the, oh yeah the pro clubs they got good necks just it's fyi okay got it most things that are heavy have a tight neck something to look out. into but mm-hmm. daryl what about your washing schedule we have yet yeah, to yeah. Hear from you. Mm-hmm. let's hear it yeah so me (laughs) i wash my clothes like almost every day i take them yeah yeah Yeah, so i can't remember the exact context behind this question i think one day eli and i were talking and i think Mm. i told him like so my oh eli i think you know right it, sound, it mm. sounded like you knew. You got a little excited there. What were we talking about? Water bottle. I took a sip, and it must have not all been closed. It dripped all over me. So now I got to go wash my clothes. But What? 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 From water? I <laughs> am, dude. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. I forget what, <laughs> I yeah, like, I, are you kidding I, I me? Do, <laughs> I do forget what we were talking about. How did that come up? Like, about washing I, clothes. I think it was because when I come to work in my car... Oh, I know what it was. Yeah. The sweatshirt. You're like, I'm going to stop wearing sweatshirts on the way to work. Because yeah. I don't need it inside anymore. And I was like, why not? Why not wear it in the car when it's cold out? And then take it off here when you're cold or when you're warm. And it's a lot of extra shit to worry thus about. ensued the discussion of washing clothes. Exactly. Because like. And I come to work this whole week. I've been coming to work with no jacket. So I've been like freezing for like the first few <laughs> hours because I don't want to wash my jacket. As, as soon as I wear my jacket, I get into my car. 
I have a seat covering that goes over my seat, and that's not washed. So like I'm sitting on that with like clean clothes. As soon as I sit on that, my clothes are going in the washer. It's done though. Even if I sweat just a little bit, clothes are going in the washer. Everything that I wear each day goes in the dirty bin. Even like jeans. Like you're going to wear jeans Even one jeans. day. One day. What? Yeah. They go in the washer. What kind of luxury is that, bro? I don't have 14 or 10 pairs of jeans. I don't think I've ever had more than three pairs of jeans at one time, like ever. And then it just like rotates between them. That's kind of what I do. Three, you, you need to buy some jeans, Colin. That's for sure. No. You can't be wearing them for a month. No, it's not like a month. So what? It, okay, so here's what a month is a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, yeah. So here, let me let me elaborate it's on a couple, this a little bit. A couple right? of so weeks. it's like if I got two pairs of jeans, I'll alternate and wear a different pair each workday. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the same pair. Tuesday, Thursday, like Saturday, whatever, same pair. But on the weekends, for the most part, I am wearing pajama bottoms if I'm home or basketball shorts. And when I run, I'm obviously wearing basketball shorts. So when I get home from work, I pretty much change out of the jeans pretty quickly. So it's not like they're getting exercise necessarily done in them to where I'm going to be real sweaty and gross, you know. That's my thinking. And then if I do exercise and go on a run, I will shower before I put the jeans on again. So it's not like they're getting, you know what I mean? So it's just like normal day-to-day. Yeah, but you're normal, like. And then, so I'll do, I'll do that still... basically for like two weeks, uh, alternating between them. So each pair of jeans will get worn like five or six times, and then I'll wash them. That's bizarre. You need more jeans. The other problem how, is, is... How often do you guys do laundry? Uh, Probably like once a week. Once a month? Once a week. Because of, t- <laughs> of my t-shirts, my chonies, Your daily t-shirt and, my, and my socks. Okay. You know, those yeah. all are obviously one day affairs. Yeah, underwear so. I wear for like two or three months. <laughs> you give me shit about jeans. Nobody sees those. <laughs> um, what was I going to say though? Oh, I had something a real kicker to add into the uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Not important. Must have not been important. It's just for me like when I wear my clothes outside of home, you know, with all the people I'm interacting with, where I'm working at, you know, like especially when I go to the restroom, like when I take a piss, like all that piss is like mixing with the piss in the in the the toilet already, and it's splashing on my clothes. That's like in my head. I'm like, dude, that's gross. Oh These my clothes God. need to be washed right away. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting. You know, when I step into the restroom, that's like a shit cloud that I'm walking into. Now it's all over my clothes. They got to go in the, the washer. Breaking mm-hmm. the plane. Yeah, you're anytime the plane is broken. Yeah, it's I mean that's true. That's true. The, the bathroom that you're speaking of though is, is semi open air, so I would argue there is some dilution. I think you're right, but it's not as bad as if you were just going into like a an inside bathroom, public restroom, right? Where do you think these though? Are the pee particles flying like all over the place or? Yeah, they bounce. I mean, back whether it's at open air or not, they it's bounce just back like... at you from the urinal. But then they just get diluted from well, the fresh air. It's the same way COVID is harder to transmit outside because the fresh air dilutes the viral particle in the air. Your pee I mean, how much time does it have? How long? How much time does it have to dilute from the time it splashes off the urinal to the time it hits your pants, though? Mm. Like whether it's open air or not. Oh, totally. That yeah. No, no, no. You're right. I'm saying like for legacy 
particles. Like if you're like someone pooped in here half an hour ago, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm... walking into the poo particles. There's no, they're gone. I mean, how long do those just waft in the air for though? We'd have like, to check. Realistically. We'd have to ask a scientist. <laughs> yeah, they're just enclosed bathrooms inside. There's just poo and pee particles like in everywhere in perpetuity. Yep. Like you're walking through a cloud. Yep. I don't know. Uh, research for next episode. Huh? We'll do some research. We'll do some research. I feel we're getting a bit off topic, but yeah, 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 yeah. Let's rub it back in here. Nonetheless, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Hats. How often do you wash your hat? Okay, so I'm on the cycle here. I wear like a beanie at work because it's cold in in there. I'm gonna have to start switching to hats. I don't wash my hats because it fucks them up. Yep. Don't ever wash a hat. And uh, so my beanies are about a week. I wear my beanie and like my mask for a week. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm usually right. washing once a week, ish. Two pairs of jeans, three or four shirts. A jacket for the week because i try to switch the jackets every week basically so i'm just like now ah, we're gonna wash it so interesting okay yeah yeah i'm on the same boat i don't wash my hats just because i have like half our snapbacks and then half are like fitted so like if i wash the fitteds like they're just gonna restrict the blood flow in my head <laughs> yeah that's, pass do out. you wash your hats colin yeah i've washed them before for sure Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm not, a, I don't own that many, like, I don't have like fitted hats or anything like that. Mine are just like dad hats, you know, very mm. like, they're already kind of like washed out looking anyway as part of like the look they're going for. So it doesn't really bother me at all. It's kind of gross when you think about it because you have that like sweatband in there from like, it just builds up time or time. And I, in, the, in like the summer, if I'm wearing a hat consistently, I will notice like I start to break out more on my forehead. Because like the sweat just like sits there right on your forehead mm. the whole time. It's funny too because I'll notice that as well. I'm like, dude, that is so gross. And then I'll just put the hat on a few seconds later. I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you you don't wash your hats, Daryl? Nah, bro. Do you let them in your quarantine zone of your house, or do put you them, leave like, those downstairs. outside in the garage? Put them downstairs, like in the walk-in closet, like right okay. by the the door to the right yeah, next to your to clean house. jackets no they are above them they got yeah. they're in a bag or something uh they're, they're high enough to where they won't mix with the clean clothes i'm gonna drop onto it dude you gotta get a border <laughs> you gotta get some kind of border in there you gotta get yeah a different zone very clearly mark it for sure <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to this we need to investigate this a little further especially with mm -hmm. regards to the poo particles and the and the pee particles in the air Something we we are not very really well versed on, but we can look it up. We'll find out. And in the meantime, why don't we? We'll try to get back a little more towards our our general run of the mill discussions, which tend to be about trophies. Obviously, we are, we are a trophy hunting podcast. We deliver it bi weekly on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And if you like what we do, please, I would encourage you all to go and check out our Discord community. You can find links on the SoundCloud. And um, also to go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast, where you can find a whole litany of tiers with different uh, benefits and different uh, cool features. So that's my plug for the show. Definitely go and check that out. Let's try to get a little more on topic here then, right? We have another mm -hmm. question that's come to us from Patreon. If you are a gold or platinum tier supporter, we give you the opportunity to write in a question every episode to be answered during the recording 
So this question comes to us from Slugger. So thank you very much, Slugger. Uh, but a few weeks ago, or I guess it would have been maybe episode 29, because we record bi-weekly. But either way, we had a discussion regarding our top three you know, man crushes, essentially, and also our top three female crushes, celebrity crushes, that if it were... If it were no, you know, debate, no argument, and our significant others allowed it, that we would be, this is basically our hall passes for these people. Now, Daryl went a different route, okay, and didn't go down that path at all. But the question for today is essentially asking the same thing, but instead of real life celebrities, we're going to go with video game characters. So our top three female and top three male video game characters. I like this question a lot. Like last time, I will participate this time. Okay, because they're not um, they're not real, so you can do it now. Yeah, they're they're not real. <laughs> These are fictional characters, so right. okay. there's no harm in this. Okay. Mm. Um I did have like some I like a lot of characters. Just a lot of characters over the years that I've been introduced to. <laughs> um <laughs> we starting with the uh. with the females first? I mean, whatever you, that no, seems mean, like you're eager to hop in. So why don't yeah. you, uh, you're an <laughs> eager beaver. Right. Just go ahead. I'm going to start with the guys. Okay. okay. <laughs> Even more right, eager. So Even more eager. <laughs> I had like my bottom four. I went with Isaac Clark from Dead Space, Dante from Devil May Cry, Vito Scaletta from Mafia. And Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. Those were my bottom four. So you had seven. Bottom four? Yo, what are we? All right. I had a bottom, and then I had a top. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. Damn, dude. All right. Oh. I only have three. Those are, the, so. those are your power bottoms? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And my top three, Marcus Phoenix at number three. Who's that? He is from Gears of War. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Geralt of Rivia from the Witcher series. Mm. Mm-hmm. And number one, Albert Ooh. Wesker. Oh, no Who? way. Who? <laughs> Albert <laughs> Wesker from Resident Evil. Oh, Dang, wonder. dude. You're, you're, into that, you're into that super soldier vibe, you know? Yeah. yeah. Too bad, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't in the Terminator game, or you could have picked him again. Oh, damn, dude. such a a bummer i legit by the way when we did the episodes on that back in the day eli thought that we were gonna like have a you know easter egg of him in the game Mm -hmm. it's kind of bummed they didn't yeah well if this is a a treat for you guys but albert wesker my opinion is like loosely based on one of my favorite movies terminator 2 judgment day it's loosely based on the t-1000 played by robert patrick there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. And sure enough, Robert Patrick is co-starred along with my my number one man crush. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so you're basically saying Arnold Schwarzenegger again, but in a weird roundabout way, right? Yeah. This is like you're trying to get as close as possible to him again. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that Kevin Bacon game where like everybody knows Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Well, like Albert Wesker looks like Robert Patrick and Robert Patrick knows Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hell yeah. That's my top three. That's good. What do you got for the female side? Uh, female side, um, I also had a bottom, bottom list as well. I went with Elena Fisher from the Uncharted series. Yeah. 
It's a good choice. Um, Morgan from Dark Stalkers. Resident Evil, I had Jill Valentine, Claire Redfield, and Ada Wong, just because, you know, I grew up with those characters. And top three, I had Lara Croft at number three. Jennifer, Jennifer Vangerberg from Witcher 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking I about. I know what Colin. you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Tifa Lockhart from Final Fantasy 7. You oh, say Antifa? Uh, Tifa, dude. <laughs> no, oh. Tifa is... Oh, Tifa. Yeah, she's she's quite a pretty character model. I'll say that. Mm. <laughs> Have you seen her in the remake, Daryl? I've seen her. She looks, she looks pretty nice, man. <laughs> What's her name? Tifa. So if you just Google, like, Tifa FF7 remake. Although, Jesse, yeah. Jesse's no slouch in that game either. I'm not gonna lie. Like... No, she looks pretty hot in that game as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I can get behind all those. Those are good choices. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I have like overlapping franchises, but different characters. So it's interesting. Eli, what do you got? What do I got? Okay, yeah. so I'll start uh, male as well. And of course, number one, Kratos. Let's go. Let's go. My... uh yeah, my 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 dad friend. And uh, you know, in a in a past life, you know, Kratos is my current video game uh spirit animal, if you will. But in a past life, it would have to be Duke Nukem. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that good old American fun classic Duke Nukem character. That's right. <laughs> Duke Nukem. Yeah. And that's a good choice. For the last ones, I felt like I didn't really, I didn't really know what to pick, but I was, you know, this might be a little cheap answer, but I got Slash and or like Tony Hawk, right? Because they're in video games. Yeah, yeah. Slash is in Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk's in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So, and I guess any of those, you know, skaters would be dope because I'm a big skater. So, you know, Jamie Thomas or Rob Deerdick. Good old Chadillac Muscalade. Yep. And I mean, or if, if you... I had to pick a female, I could pick Elisa Steamer. There you go. That's right. What about for your female options? So then? for the female options, I mean, Laura Croft was an easy one, right? Right. Um, but if I had to pick, I picked a couple extras as well, because this was a little easier than the males as well. <laughs> uh, but the uh, those Borderland villains, Lilith, Tyrion and her brother Troy. Have you seen those? I don't think so. I might have to look it's it kinda, up. Kind of my jam. Lilith in tattoos and piercings and mohawks and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yep, I, I like see. the art style. Yeah, so, I see what you're talking about. So that's a boy and a girl. It's kind of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some like bigger ones would be Jesse Faden from Control. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And. Uh, a2 from Nier, who's actually like the the third character. It's not the one that's on the the cover or anything. The main the silver hair. The, the main one is uh what is the main one? B something? B2? 9 9S is the dude. 2B. 2B. 2B or not to be. 2B is the other one. But A2 is like the one you meet halfway through. She's like the third character. Okay. More my more my style. And then you're picking all kind of punk 
people you know it's interesting yeah yeah you you get the vibe <laughs> I, I get the vibe i, I get well, it 100 percent. and the top one i guess would have to be bayonetta oh yeah nice that seems like a solid choice <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i've never played any of the bayonetta games no i i own them i want to play them but they were a tough trophy list so you know of course i was scared away well, yeah, because there was like the recent uh, re-release of the first one and Vanquish on PS4, and mm-hmm. that was where I was kind of tempted to check it out. But again, yeah, the trophy list looked rough. <laughs> I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. even sure if I'm going to like this game. I typically don't play those types of games, so I just kind of stayed away from it. But those are good choices. Very much your yeah. style, I can yeah, see coming the, through. It's the glasses for me. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my style. I get it, dude. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. I'll I'll start with the the males first as well. And from the Uncharted series, I I gotta go with Nathan Drake. I mean, he's just like the dude, right? So calm, mm-hmm. so collected. He's basically Harrison Ford, who was one of my picks in video game form. Like he's trying to be Indiana Jones. So Nathan Drake, I think, makes a lot of sense there. There you go. I'm also gonna go with Miles Morales from the new Miles Morales game. Okay. Nothing, yeah. nothing sexual about it, right? Because Miles is underage, okay? But this is just, he's, <laughs> he's, just, he's just... Oh, my God. He's just a cool dude. You know, if I was in high school and my, and I could be friends with Miles Morales, I'd be like, that dude's fucking... That dude's dope, you know? I want him to teach me how to swing around and do cool things and, like, design cool gadgets and stuff. And he's just got a great personality. He's got a good heart. He's a good guy. And he's a hero. So Miles Morales is going to be number two. And the number three is is a little less fun, but just so expected from me, and that's gonna be John Master Chief one you know, one one seven. What a guy. Yep. What can you say about someone who saves the human race? You know? Not much, okay? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be my third choice. And then for the females, um, I also was going to go with Laura Croft from the new game specifically, but I think mm. The shout out of Elena from Uncharted is good because it made me go, you know what? I, I might actually choose Chloe Frazier instead of Laura Croft because she's a little bit more badass and, and independent and kind of like rough around the edges, so to speak. She's not as like, you know, I'm a good person and I do good person things, rah, rah, rah. She's just a little more nuanced of a character. So Chloe Frazier is a, is a really solid shout. Um, so I'll choose that one. And then I also chose Cortana from Halo. Now, she is not a real woman. I mean, none of mm-hmm. these are real. She's a machine, though. She's AI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's based off Catherine Halsey. So maybe Catherine Halsey, when she was younger, would have been a banger. We don't know. We've never seen Catherine Halsey when she was young in Halo games. But it's my guess. So I'll go with Cortana slash Catherine Halsey. And then the first choice was a little bit more tough. But I'm going to go with Lightning from Final Fantasy thirteen. And yeah, she's just got like a really cool look to her, really cool style. Um, you know, she ends up becoming basically a demigod in the franchise, and she's just a badass, and she's got cool lightning powers, and she's got a sword, and you know. Anyway, so I'm gonna go with lightning from FF13. Mm. Ooh, that's interesting one. Have you guys seen her? You looked her up? No. Lightning nope. yeah, right now. Yeah, right now. She kind of looks like oh, okay. the main character from the other Final Fantasy game. <laughs> one with like the blitzball game. Oh, from FF10. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Similar similar look to it, but yeah, she looks pretty sick. She's pretty badass too. She gets cooler as the games go on, but yeah, just a re- really interesting look. So yeah. those are going to be my choices. That's a, a good question there, Slugger. So thank you very much for submitting that. And remember, if you are a gold or platinum tier Patreon supporter, you get to submit a question every time we do an episode for us to read and answer on air. So go on over and check that out. I did also want to take this opportunity to shout out our Patreon supporters. So actually, I'm going to hand it over to you, Eli, if you don't mind to shout it out because i've been talking too much <laughs> i don't want to be the only one to shout them out because before we've, we've tried like switching off or we can switch off you guys want to switch off one at a time but we should pay some pay some thanks to these people all right so we got uh patrick pat the trophy hunter hell yeah we got thank you pat. jerry cooper what is this one luke chow luke cow we haven't said, decided on the name. We've said it wrong probably a few times. I apologize, good sir. But thank you very much for your support of the Trophy Talk podcast. Mm-hmm. And of course, the slugger with the question. The slugger, UCSC mascot, the banana slugs, of course. UC Santa Cruz, you guys know that? No. That's not what his is based on, but just a little quick shout out there if you guys like fun mascots. <laughs> 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 thank you very much. We really appreciate the support from everyone. So, again, you know, couldn't do this without you guys. Or we could. It just wouldn't be nearly as fun, let's say. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so thank you all very much for your support of the show. It means a lot. Very good. Well, I think that got the brain juices flowing. I don't know about you guys. I feel awake. Okay, I Some feel, kind of juices are flowing. I feel stimulated <laughs> mentally. <laughs> it got the blood flowing for sure. It got the... <laughs> all right, but we did have a, a new story that came out. Basically yesterday, at least that's when I heard about it. Um, I heard about it specifically in Sacred Symbols Plus, the podcast, but also it's been all over IGN. It's been all over GameStop or GameSpot, excuse me, you know, all these other major news outlets for gaming news. So here's what's going on, right? A couple years back, we had Days Gone get released out of Ben Studio up in Oregon, and it was their actual first new IP and first major AAA game that wasn't Uncharted, Golden Abyss, since, I think, 2011 or something like that. It's been a while since they've worked on their own IP. So Days Gone comes out. It doesn't do super well critically at first, right? And then the game gets patched over the series of a couple months and is now in a pretty stable state, and that's the game that everyone's going to get to enjoy with the PlayStation Plus offerings this month. So Days Gone comes out. You would assume, since it's sold relatively well, that Bend would then go to Sony and pitch developing Days Gone 2, and it would be greenlit, and they would continue with that franchise. New IP, it sold well, like, why not explore it a little bit more, right? People get so over the sequel fatigue and stuff like that. But Sony said no. They shot it down. You're not going to be working on Days Gone 2. And instead, what they did is they took Bend and that studio, and they split it into two teams. And half of the team went to go work at Naughty Dog on The Last of Us Part II's Factions, which is their multiplayer-specific game mode that we've still not heard or seen anything about. And then the other half of that team stayed and was working on a new IP at Ben. So it's not going to be Days Gone 2, but it's going to be something new again. So that's half of the, of the story, okay? The other half of the story that's important is there has long been rumored to be a studio in Sony San Diego's or down near Sony San Diego and near Naughty Dog that has been unnamed 
had about 30 people working there, and they're working on a secret project. For a long time, people thought it was a new Uncharted game. And it turns out that that is kind of true. They were working on a remake of Uncharted 1 for a while. And then when that got shown off, Sony said, no, we don't want to do it. Uh, And so the studio said, okay, let's work on a Last of Us remake, which seems very strange because that game is not really that old and also looks fine on the PS4, you know, enhanced edition of it. So they started, right? Right. They already remastered it. This is a remake. So good distinction there. So anyway, this smaller crew starts working on the Last of Us remake. They show it to Sony and Sony says, yeah, it's pretty good. But then Naughty Dog steps in and goes, actually, we want to make that. So take it away from them. So now this studio that has been given two different projects, subsequently had them taken away, has produced no game in about six years since the studio has been there, is just done. And now Naughty Dog is apparently remaking the first Last of Us game. And you got some help from Sony, um, from Bend, excuse me, to work on their multiplayer faction mode. So that's a lot of information, I understand, but that's kind of like the gist of what the story was. How do you got? What's like your gut reaction to that? There's a lot of weird information in there. I don't like it on a number of reasons. I don't get why The Last of Us even needs a remake. I thought the game was fine the way it is. What exactly are they gonna remake about it? We don't know. But honestly, I think the game's fine the way it is. They start to change things to where. Know, maybe some characters make some choices that kind of makes sense in part two because like the biggest thing in part two that a lot of people didn't like was the way that joel was kind of like designed Is like spoilers um, no not really it's just the I design say, I yeah like his character the character himself like joel's very like you know in the apocalypse he's very like now he knows like who to deal with his trust like he doesn't trust people right off the bat like he doesn't even trust ellie when he me- first meets her like he knows how to survive like in part two that goes all that goes out the window like in the first beginning like in the very beginning of the game so i feel like maybe they might change joel's character to reflect how he is in part two We'll see, but I don't know why they're going with the remake and why The Last of Us kind of like the flagship game for Sony. Like, why is it getting all this attention? It's getting a show design. It's already had a remaster, like you said. Like, and then Days Gone, that like even in the Discord, people have enjoyed that game. Like, why is that not even getting a chance to continue and be blossom like another game? Right, I agree. The only thing I can think with regards to the Last of Us remake is maybe it has something to do with the fact that they are producing and are in the middle of producing a HBO series for that show. So perhaps they are going to align the remake more along with what the story of the HBO show is, because we know the show is supposed to follow the events of the first game. Maybe. It's the only thing I can think of. But it's a hard sell for people to buy that game again, right? So a lot of folks bought it on PlayStation 3, and then the PlayStation 4 came out and they bought the remastered version. Then they've bought The Last of Us Part 2. And now you're going to ask them to buy a remake of the first game again on PlayStation 5. So it's, you know, pretty much it's going to be $70, right? Because the new price tag on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X games is more expensive. So I, <laughs> that's why they're doing it. 
I, it, I mean, very clearly, it's it's part of it. I think in the article, and people should go read the article because I, I don't, I'm not like quoting it word for word, so I don't want to like misspeak too much here. But I think it was alluded to in the article that Sony basically said like we want to remake The Last of Us Part One so that we can bundle it in with The Last of Us Part Two and sell it again as a collection. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's it's really crazy. You know I don't like my remakes and remasters. I'm pretty fucking dumb. Right. I agree. And, you know, we're going to talk about this game a little bit later, but an example of something I don't mind is, like, Star Wars Republic Commando getting a little bit of an up-res and running at smoother FPS and getting it ported to PlayStation consoles because it was, you know, previously only on the original Xbox. If you want to sell me that for 15 bucks, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with those types of things, you know? But, yeah, I, I think this is just really egregious. And on top of it, the part that, like, makes me really upset is, like, why are you basically cutting off at the heels or at the at the ankles, like, Bend, this other studio who was developing this IP for a long time, finally put something out that most people enjoyed. You know, some people don't like that game, but I think overall it nestles in around the, like, 7, 7.5 to 8 range in terms of ratings, and people found it pretty fun, especially Trophy Hunters I know like the game. So, I don't know. And then you're just saying, no, nah, fuck that. You're going to go work with Naughty Dog. So, pretty much everything is just focused around Naughty Dog and Insomniac and Sucker Punch at this point. And it seems like a lot of the other teams are just playing support roles to getting the next games out from those studios. It seems really weird. Eli, you have anything to add to that? Uh, you guys pretty much said, wrapped it all up. Okay. Yeah, I'll be watching curiously, you know, to see where this takes us because i don't think sony's in a good spot right now i'm not the only one no. who's saying that. i don't want to act like that's my original opinion that no one else is talking about this but i just don't feel like things are going well right now and i i feel like if returnal does not come out and really review well and really sell well then what do you what do you have this year you have ratchet which will probably be fun but is that a game that everyone's gonna buy i don't think so it's it's very specific audience. Well, it will be, I guess you're right, because of the fact that there's no other fucking PlayStation 5 exclusives. So everyone's going to buy it for that reason, because they're starved for games right now. But otherwise, like most most gamers are not going to buy Ratchet. I don't think. It seems like there's a lot of things Sony has going on right now that just doesn't look good for them right now. Right. Getting rid of the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation Vita stores when they don't have any solution for backwards compatibility for those items yet. Like, it just, it's really odd. So, I don't know. Like, I I agree with a lot of what the popular takes have been, which is that you really don't need a PS5 right now. If you don't have one and you're kind of bummed about that, I don't really think you should be because there's not a whole lot you're missing out on. (laughs) Um, Except 60 frames. Yeah, you know, the performance, sure. But you're still going to be getting I mean, into the same catalog. <clears throat> a five hundred dollar graphics card in this market is pretty pretty good price. <laughs> I suppose that's, that's true. Totally. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's better than buying a freaking graphics card for your computer. You know. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that story up. I know we're not a news show necessarily. Like we try to always tie things back into trophies and what that means for trophies. Um, but. I, which I felt is what like we're going to do now. Which is what we're going to do now, but I just felt like it was an important thing to discuss because it is such a big story. So with that in mind, one of the games that we are going to be reviewing for our list discussion today is the Days Gone trophy list. So we know now we're not getting a Days Gone 2, 
So if you liked this list, uh, you know, hopefully they take the same style and approach into their next IP. But it's not going to be with another Days Gone game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go ahead. Because the Last of Us lists are pretty, pretty bonkers, right? Well, the first I one. I know the first one was pretty bad. Yeah, the first one was pretty bad. The second one I've heard is actually not too hard. But I have no desire to play that game at all. So, and yeah, I don't know. Me neither. It's a little bit weird, I know. <laughs> but I thought Last of Us 1 was okay. It was good wasn't anything that i was like oh my god i can't wait for part two i need to buy it right now so mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway oh my god i want to re free remasters and yeah exactly i'm, I'm just anyway neither here nor there anyway so, um days gone real quick before i want to i want you to kind of give your thoughts first eli but i will just say for my experience with the game i have played probably about an hour or two of this um last year at some point and just mm -hmm. kind of fell off of it so i don't have a ton of experience actually playing the game but I do have a couple percent <laughs> on the trophy completion just from that one day that I started it. So that's mm -hmm. my knowledge going in. But what do you think about Days Gone's list overall? Uh, so honestly, it looks like a like a pretty run of the mill list, uh, which is proven by the thirty three percent completion on PSM profiles. Seems a little tedious, but definitely doable. You know, one of those kind of one of those kind of lists looks like a little long for my liking especially with the tedious stuff uh and you know full of repetitive tasks but it looks like a pretty pretty chill list just mm -hmm. one that i feel would get boring but if you're going for trophies it's exciting either way you know so i get the uh the motivation there for sure like when you don't have to like you don't have to read a guide you just have to go and you know, boost up all the encampments or whatever, and you know, take out all the uh, the hordes and the nests, or I don't know the exact details, but stuff like that. You know, right? You're kind of rinsing and repeat. Yeah, those kind of checklist things are are nice chill lists that I do enjoy. But with the like, is it sixty eighty hour completion? Yeah, it says sixty oh, hours yeah. from what I can see. Yeah, yeah. So sixty is on like. Uh, on easy with skipping cutscenes and like 80 is normal with cutscenes. So if you want to play through it like how you normally would, where you just pick the normal difficulty and enjoy the story, it's going to take 80 hours. Right. But if you don't want to enjoy the game and just blow through all the trophies, it'd be like 60, which is still, <laughs> it's kind of long for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's about average in terms of other open world games and other lists like it. But I don't typically go for those trophy lists, even though, like you're saying, and I think it's a really good point to make, that this is a list that you could probably rarely ever look at a YouTube guide for anything or mm -hmm. check the list and pretty naturally be able to get most things. Um, mm -hmm. it, it appears that most things you're going to unlock in the story and most of the trophies are unmissable. There's a few that are categorized as grindy trophies and a few that are collectible. But mm -hmm. having read through it when I would like initially started the game, it's basically like if you're aware that you need to be collecting a certain thing, then just, you know, know that ahead of time. And then as you go through the game, basically collect it. It's, I don't, there's no real need to be cryptic. Basically, it's like when you're killing human enemies, you can scavenge a, or sorry, the, uh, the zombies or what the freakers. You can scavenge like their ears basically as like a currency off of them mm. and you want to make sure that you do that the entire time you're going through the game and you also want to make sure that you loot 
all the humans that you kill in the game because there's not as many of them and there's a trophy for looting the human corpses like a hundred times or something so it's you know as long as you're doing that then like you said the rest of the game is basically clearing the list or clearing the uh the map sorry and doing all of the side quests so not horrible what do you think of the artwork i like i like how they're colored in the bronze silver and gold right but they are not just like the same picture with the you know like um what was that until dawn was all butterflies and they were like bronze silver and gold right and this took it a step further and like made artwork for each one but they're simple designs that are colored in bronze silver and gold so i I like that it's a nice touch it's nothing spectacular but i think i think it works yeah especially with the the art style pretty pretty cool actually yeah it's not too bad i I like the pictures they chose for some of them oh this is the trophy i was talking about lend me your ears collect 989 freaker ears so just it's a lot so it's a bronze um, so that's the one where you just have to make sure you collect their ears whenever you kill the freakers. Mm. But um, yeah, it was I uh, I filtered it per rarity, and that's actually down pretty far. It's like thirty two percent on oh, PSN uh, on PlayStation hmm. on PSN profile is like fifty four percent. The rarest ones here are use nitro and drift at the same time on your bike for five seconds. Yeah, that requires Killing you basically it. to have a fully upgraded motorcycle. Is why. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Kill an enemy with every type of crossbow bolt. And then 75% of the collectibles, which does that mean you don't have to get them all? Correct. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's it's similar to control in that way, where there's going to be more than enough collectibles for you to get. Just, you know, focus on the ones that you come across. And oh, that's awesome. You should be good to go. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, the, it, it's mostly the time thing that is kind of making me not really care too much about going for this game mm-hmm. <laughs> i did buy it because uh i don't know was it a year ago or was it a year and a half ago i bought it when it was on sale at one point because i just felt like you know this is an exclusive that is from a major studio i should check it out like it's it's probably worth at least exploring the same way that i bought horizon zero dawn and i still haven't played that which mm-hmm. i know is probably a better game than days gone in most people's minds but I don't know. It might just end up in perpetuity on my backlog. <laughs> it's cool that they're offering it for free. Obviously, it's a good game, I think, for the PlayStation Plus offerings and a good game for trophy hunters, especially. But you mm-hmm. do need to have the time uh, to go through and do it. I would say, too, when there was a slight bit, uh, slight bit, a little bit of controversy with this title because it was one of the offerings already in the PlayStation Plus collection on PS5. So if you're on PlayStation 5, this didn't really feel like a new free game for you to get. But the majority of the PlayStation user base is still on PlayStation 4. So, Well, yeah, and the other factor is there, we don't get Oddworld. Exactly. I think that... Each, I think... each system gets two games. Yep. Fair. Yeah, definitely. That? You, already got, you already have these, come on. Yeah, and the... I want three. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, you, you already have access to it in the collection, so what are you upset about? Like, who cares? I don't know. Um, the other uh, game It does look like a... Good. What's that? Zombie Army 4 is a good offering, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, more bangers. Yes. I would say. Yes. But yeah, this one, this one looks cool, too, for me. 
I think it's, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Well, first, I want to mention, sorry, I'm skipping all over the place. All right. But we were talking about how you can go through it on easy and uh, it's like the 60 hour mark. So it is another one of those Sony first party things where you there's no difficulty trophy. Just wanted to make that clear. Okay. But yeah, this does look like something I kind of want to jump into because uh, I like that. The motorcycle thing and the Oregon forests are pretty aren't are an environment I enjoy in the real world. So you know, and I want to get to know this boozer guy. Sounds like a sounds like quite the character. The yeah, it it was not a bad couple hours I spent with the game by any means. Mm -hmm. It just for whatever reason something else. I don't know. You know how that is with a game. Sometimes you start it and you just kind of bounce off of it, and mm -hmm. you don't really end up going back. So. Yeah, it, it does look interesting. Maybe a good Spooktober game for you. Yeah. Daryl, what do you think about the uh, the list? Um, I really enjoyed reviewing this list. There's a lot of pop culture references and history behind this list and the company too. So I had a blast kind of like educating myself on this that's probably worth knowing to the rest of the community out there i really did it like the color of the artwork i thought that was pretty cool how that's like representative of the actual trophy mm -hmm. um percentage of the players who actually played the dlcs drastically drops most of them are like under one percent so a lot of people really didn't focus on that it was just the base game and they were on to the next one i did like the fact that this game like this trophy list is loaded with pop culture references. I know that's like kind of like my niche when it comes to reviewing trophy lists. So like the ones that I found right off the bat, like this is a knife. Like no, that's, <laughs> that's a not knife. a knife. This is a knife. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thought that was pretty dope. Got to patch them all. Pokemon, of course. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. That was pretty dope. Like that one's cool because of the title and the artwork as well. Because if you look at it. It's showing like hands throwing dollar bills into the air, but it's also in the shape of the W after Wu Tang Clan. Oh shit! I didn't realize that. Yeah, that was pretty. That was a subtle detail. It was very cool when I looked at it. I make this look good. That's from Men in Black. For those who don't know, like when Will Smith starting to get. Oh yeah. <laughs> joining, he joins the Men in Black. It yeah, just he puts shows the suit on. This, yep. Yeah, he puts the suit on and the sunglasses. He's like, I'll make this look good. And mm -hmm. then the actual trophy picture shows Boozer with sunglasses on. Oh, shit. It does. Yep. Lost and Damned. That was another motorcycle game in the GTA 4 game. It was one you kind of like came across. They're like good guys. There's like a DLC based on them. And I think they also make a return in GTA 5 as kind of like a gang that Trevor comes across. So that was pretty cool to see them in there. Ace Gone in 60 Seconds. Base After Gone in 60 Seconds. You know, movie starring Nicolas Cage. I like that movie because it made me, it reminded me of when I got my first DVD. It was that movie. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You know that he was. You know, he was in the role to be Superman way back in the day. Like in Man of Steel? No, like it was a movie that was going to be directed by Tim Burton. Like because of like financial causes, that movie got scrapped. 
He he was supposed he was lined up to be Superman at one point. Damn, I did not know that. That would have been a strange Superman, Nicholas Cage. A weird world to be in. Yeah, exactly. Real. You can look online. Like, there's a picture of Nicholas Cage actually wearing a, a Superman suit. It's bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, holy shit. Okay, well, I'll check that out after the show. <laughs> Might need a few minutes uh, to process it once I find it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to be sitting there with, like, your your mouth hanging. It's going to be like, what? Huh? <laughs> no way. There's two trophies that I really like. It was really cool because it, it kind of, like, brought back old memories. So, like, the one that you mentioned earlier, Colin, the Lemming Your Ears Click 989 Freaker Ears. Right. The number alone is kind of odd. Like, why would you put that in there? Looking further, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment Ben Studio, mm-hmm. they were called 989 back in the days. Oh. That was their old name. And this is the same studio that put out Siphon Filter. Yes, it is. This was the game that I talked about on the last episode about bringing back, you know, to modern times with, you know, a new coat of paint and all that. So it was really cool to see that. That is cool. So it's a little tie in there to the history and the lineage of the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of looked online. Supposedly, this game is kind of in the same universe as Siphon Filter. That's what I've heard as well. Yeah. It's it's so weird how they would make that work. But yeah. Yeah. I... It really makes me want to play the game now to find out for myself. <laughs> it's probably going to be like one collectible or one description or something. But yeah, it's, you know, and it sucks because we're not going to know how they could have maybe even furthered that whole thing and that tie in because they're not going to get to do a sequel. Right. You've got red on you. That's Love it. That's a reference from Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> you, you got red on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the 541, that's another odd number. And... Someone on the PlayStation forums actually said that's the area code for Ben, Oregon, which is where the studio was founded. Oh, okay. So, uh, nice. It's pretty cool that they paid homage to having that as a location in the game. I, I remember when you and I were talking, Colin, when the g- game was first coming out, why that was like the location for the game, because that seems like an oversaturated location. Like, yeah. We saw a lot of that in uh, The Last of Us and some other games, and this was another location used in Days Gone, but... The reason why they did that, I'm assuming, is because, you know, that's where the studio's from. Yep. It's the easiest way to do, uh, you know, research on designing environments and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to travel the world to get some, you know, information and some photogrammetry and all that shit. So, yeah, it makes sense. Photogrammetry? Yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the process that Capcom started using, basically, where you scan an object in real life into your video game engine. And that's how you get like a realistic depiction of it. So everything in Resident Evil 7 is uh, photogrammetry. So they actually went to the houses of like orders and like abandoned like homes and stuff in the bayou and scanned all of that stuff into the game. And they do the same thing for their character models with real life actors. That's sick. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I thought the house in Resident Evil 7 looked really realistic yeah. looking at it. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I seen the ad. Uh, I think on the um on the remnant from the ashes, we had like a Bon Jovi fan in there because a couple titles were like from Bon Jovi songs. Right. So like, there's four trophies here, um, tied to like unlocking a certain number of skills. 
Don't stop me now. I'm out of control. There's no stopping me, Mr. Queen. Fahrenheit. Queen. Queen. It's just really cool because Queen, that very song was featured on Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that was in the... the zombie movie. Yep. It was in the siege, the defense scene against them in the, in the Winchester, right? Yeah, where they're beating the shit out of the bar owner with cue poles and yep. <laughs> that song's yeah. played because yeah. <laughs> I'm having a good time having a good time they're just like stabbing the zombie yeah, they're with hitting the him stick. In, in the rhythm too of the song yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah I, I had a blast reviewing this list this was great like just all the references to like other me types of media was pretty cool and I'm I'm pretty excited too because I really want to play this game. It's definitely up my alley, being like a sandbox game, open world, and like can't go wrong with zombies. So it's definitely like a game I will like to play in the near future. So nice. I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped for this. Yeah, and like Eli and I were saying, you know, it's the offerings have been really strong this year from what we've all been saying from PlayStation Plus. I mean, that's like the one area that I think even though the narrative around Sony is kind of negative right now, and there's a lot of weird stuff going on, um, they are doing well in that department. So it's important to, to call that out. All right, very good. So that's the first list we were going to review for today. The second list that we wanted to get into is a new release, or relatively new release. When did it come out? A week ago or something like that? Um, anyway, we're talking, about, a week ago. we're talking about Outriders. So what did you guys think of this list? Just as a quick overview, according to Power Picks, this is a 3 out of 10 difficulty, about 35 to 50 hours for this one. What kind of stood out to me is the artwork. Yeah. I like how well-drawn they are. Especially like the artwork for a Gathering Storm trophy. I thought that was pretty cool. Seeing like a cloud and lightning coming down from the sky, I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of like something you would see on the wall. I like the color scheme. Color seems seems pretty cool. I like the choice of the colors. It kind of followed the same pattern as Days Gone with um, having like the trophy color in the trophy artwork. Yeah. Like on the edges of the border, you can see like bronze, silver, and gold. I thought that mm -hmm. was pretty neat. Looking at the trophy list, like the first nine trophies after the platinum the secret ones and i'm assuming those are tied to like the story i believe so yeah kind of mm -hmm. like looking at it right off the bat on psn profiles you kind of see how it's broken up and i'm assuming like one way ride you get the silver i'm assuming that's like halfway point through the game and then one last chance is probably like at the very end i'm assuming that's the very end because it's a gold trophy that's kind of like the way that i perceived it as interesting and... yeah Fortune favors the bold. I really like that title, but damn, a bronze trophy? Come on. Like, <laughs> you gotta give it like a silver or a gold. How are you gonna disrespect that? Yeah. For what? Fortune favors the bold. Reach, Reach level, 10. level 10. I think it's, yeah, the, it's mm. weird because the name of the trophy would suggest a, a higher rarity, but it's just probably for like the first. It looks like there's a leaf humanity behind. Reach character level 30. So. They just, I don't know, maybe they should have just switched the names. <laughs> like, Leave Humanity Behind could have been a 10, and Fortune Favors the Bold could have been the 30. Make it a silver or something, but... It, it that would have been yeah. better. It looks like the story, according to what I'm reading, the story is going to get you to about level 25, so you are going to have to do some grinding 
after the main story is completed to hit max level, which shouldn't be a problem because there's going to be a decent amount of grinding in this game anyway. It is a looter shooter to some to some extent, right? I mean, that's probably the closest genre that I could apply to it. Th this type it's of game a... doesn't really interest me, but it, it doesn't seem like that bad of a list for that type of game, though. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It looks pretty good. It does. Looks like uh, I would relate it to a division is what it looks like to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. It's a good call. But... Good call for sure. I really like the vibe. I started playing this this morning. Sorry, my cat started being a pookie. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, I like the vibe. Uh, and I know I'm not the TV guy, but one show I did watch and really enjoyed was Lost. And this gave me those vibes. Did it? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Huh. The story got the story got really intense really quickly, though. I think more than unlike Lost. Um, yeah, which took like but, six seasons to get intense. <laughs> but it was, I mean, Lost was very intriguing from the start, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Outriders actually got me pretty hooked. Might go. I'm gonna go play right now. Dang, dude! All right. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Uh, and now this is a the next gen exclusive, correct? Or is it available on PlayStation Four as well? I'm playing it on Xbox One. Xbox One. So it is a a current gen. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought this one was only PlayStation 5. I don't know why I was thinking that. Maybe from the initial trailers, it was like, everything's captured on PS5. Like, okay, cool. Mm. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing. It, it, yeah. Um, well, it came out on Game Pass. Oh, cool. For free. That's how I got it. I didn't buy it. Yeah. Oh, well, I spent $15 a month on it. Yeah. Be, you didn't buy fair. that game explicitly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh but I didn't I didn't really get that far, not as far as I wanted. Uh I just picked my special specialization. Um but I, this will probably change as you go through the the story a little more, but there were a lot of loading screens. Mm. To totally killed the immersion, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming um, it's just Again, it's one of those cross-generation games, so it's probably a complaint that people in our community who played on PS5 are not even going to, you know, have anything to say about. Well, yeah, I wonder what it would be like on my PC with the MVME SSD that I have. Mm -hmm. But either way, the cutscenes were a little too frequent. You know, it was just like back and forth. Back right. and forth. Right. Back and forth. Oh, hey, here, jump up this ledge and find this thing. Okay, cool. Cutscene. It's like, well, I walked 10 feet. Yeah. What the fuck is this? <laughs> and pressed A, and now I there's another cutscene. I just the saw hell? the cutscene. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that'll probably change, you know, going through the tutorial. That's how that, you know, that's how that kind of goes. Right. Um, but I was going to try it on my PC, but you need a Square Enix account to play the demo. And I was just like, nah, dude, nah. Not going to happen. So I had to bust out the silly little Xbox. Didn't really... It's just hooked up differently, and I, I didn't want to have to like play it in my not normal setup. <laughs> that was right. all. That was, not the Xbox is silly. My setup is silly for it right now. Yeah, it's just, so. it's not hard. It's probably just annoying to me. It's kind of like how mine is for my Xbox right now. I can, I can well, set the, it up in like five minutes. I just don't really feel like it. <laughs> well, it's on the TV on my TV. Like I sit at my desk typically, and the TV's right next to it, and so like all I have to do is scoot back a little and look up, but. I just didn't want to do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, it's already set up. It, we, yeah. Anyways. I get you. But I've also learned that uh, that 
I can't hit shit in shooters anymore. I'm old. Is the aim hap- weird? What's happening? This? It might just be a sensitivity thing. Yeah, well. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to mess with the settings a bit, but it's probably also a result of playing Rocket League and Diablo three, where I don't have to aim. Yeah, it's definitely but. like a practiced uh, skill. You know, you have to keep playing. If you don't play shooters consistently, they're gonna be really hard to just like hop into. Hmm. So. But yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Uh, I'm not sure how much I'll play of it because you know all my seasons are started. Yep. <laughs> but it is. Uh, I did get an achievement for completing the first mission. I got that first one. Okay. I didn't even know it was hidden, but um, yeah. What is it called? The uh, awake to awoken to a nightmare. It's just completing the story. I won't read it. I want to spoil. Yeah, anything. don't spoil it. I mean, don't it, spoil it. It kind of reminds me of like Remnant as well, to some extent, in terms of like, yeah, it's like a three-player. You know, it's weird. It's not a four-player game. It's three-player up to mm. three-player. Kind of interesting oh. number. There's roll dodge, dude. Roll dodge. Cool. Dark Souls. It's Love a Souls clone. It. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. So anima- that's pretty cool. Reload, animation canceling, and roll dodge. I'm in. You know. No, you I'm reload playing. through. Yeah, right? So, like, if you press the reload button and then roll, it'll be done by the time your roll's done. It just continues to reload through Yeah, yeah, yeah. your roll. That's it good. doesn't, like, cancel anything. Okay. Or, like, make it faster. It just re- reloads. That's cool, though. That means you can dodge while you're reloading. That's my point. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I really like that about Remnant as well. I will say one of the things I wanted to call out on the trophy list is for completing all side quests, the square tasking trophy. To have it be a gold, love it. Chef's kiss on that. But also, square tasking is a funny name because it basically is just going like, all right, you're just doing the checklist. You're just checking all the boxes mm-hmm. in this game. So it's kind of a little bit square of a check. meta uh, commentary funny. on doing all the side quests, which is good. Um, yeah, the game the game does look interesting. I don't think I'll I'll play it, but I am glad that it is available on current gen. I did not know that. So perhaps mm-hmm. if it goes on sale later at some point i will uh i will check it out but it's a it's a good game it sounds like most people are enjoying it it's it's weird on the trophy hunting standpoint because i've been looking at you know i'm on our reddit for or our trophies for um you know on reddit and like it's very mixed opinions on this game from what i've seen Mm. half the people and half the posts i see are like very mediocre game with like an okay list like you know whatever and then the other half is like such a fun game, like I'll keep playing it even after I've platinumed it, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I just can't get like a real read on how good the game is. I'll, I'm curious to hear. I know one of our community members has finished it, I believe, but there's a few more who are either going to get it soon or have gotten it and just haven't played it yet. So I'll kind of wait and hear what more people think as we continue through the weeks. But yeah, shout out to JB there for getting yeah. that plat. Yep. Nice and, job, uh, JB. The other uh, buddy, Afrofish, is been playing it a ton oh nice okay as well but i think that's you know the list is it's three out of 10 35 to 50 hours which is pretty good that's it's a little shorter than uh than days gone that's a so, good time though for like a co-op game it would be a fun one to session with some some people and it seems like yeah. i wouldn't have to go too far out of my way to platinum it if my friends dropped off and stopped playing with with me which is what happened in remnant <laughs> oh so, really yeah they're like we beat the game and then they're like yeah that's it i don't really want to do anymore i'm like all right mm. well like uh okay <laughs> you know yeah so that's all right I, though i noticed too like i haven't played a ton of i don't play a ton of new games 
And like, so this is like, this just came out. Like, this is so rare. I feel like, I yeah, feel you're in on, on top of the, the world. Games. I feel privileged. But the, um, the story felt like new to like this generation. Like, there's that one part they take like a selfie and like they make a joke about it. And there was something else too. And I was like, it's kind of like, it's humorous. Right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it had me rolling on the floor laughing or anything i didn't have me raffling but raffling but it was still like entertaining like i was having a good time and the story was intense so like yeah i mean it wasn't the best looking maybe that's the uh the xbox one coming through but yeah yeah i, I, I mean assume, that's yeah i would assume that's what it is i mean mm-hmm. Have it, the game is not going to look nearly as great as if it was on the next gen yeah. systems, and also just I feel I like, like the, the the Xbox One base level Xbox One from like previous gen versus PS4 Xbox is typically slightly less uh, crisp on the graphics. That's like mm. part of the reason why I got the PlayStation Four and traded in my Xbox. I mean, a lot of it was the games, but also I would go over to a friend's house who had a PlayStation, and we'd be playing the same game. Like I'd be playing the same game at home. I go and see him play it on his TV with his PlayStation, and I was like, "This looks way better." What the hell? <laughs> like, so, yeah, really, yeah. It's not always the case, and it's just my anecdotal evidence. A lot of it could yeah. have been the fucking TV as well, right? But that that was a big, big thing for me. Where I was like, "Okay, well, if if it's got the same games and more, and the games are going to look better, I might as well mm-hmm. switch systems." So, yeah, look, I, it was a lot of like the mouth moving was like just not uh-huh. not ideal, you know? Right. Right. It doesn't look like he's saying that right now. <laughs> Yo, I don't think so, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Get the hell out of there. Oh, talking to his cat. All right. Well, good. I don't have. Whoa. I don't really have anything else to add on Outriders. But if you are playing it in the community, please let us know what you think about it. Um, and you know how the trophy hunting goes and all that stuff. Be curious to hear. You know, leave leave some discussion in the Discord, and I will uh check it out at some point. So, and Eli, same for you. If you continue to play, let us know what you think. Yeah, or we can uh, get on it together. It's crossplay. I think there are some issues with that, but that's true. That's true. We can we can try to get down. <laughs> Ow! Uh oh. <laughs> jump up on my yeah. She's going cra- kind of crazy. She tried to like jump. She got on my desk and got behind my monitors. It's like nah. Yeah, my cat's nah, done nah. that before too. It's a no go. <laughs> she knows she's not supposed to be on the desk. Oh man, pushing it, she's pushing, she's pushing it right it. now. Cats, that's what pushing, they do. They always push it. Butt. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's get into what we have been playing then after our list discussions. Hopefully, the listeners out there enjoyed those. So, Eli, you talked a little bit about playing Outriders. I don't know if you have more to say on that necessarily, but what else have you been jamming out on? Or do you have some more stuff you want to talk about with Outriders as well? Uh, that was, you know, besides that, that was pretty much it. Okay. Um, besides that, all the seasons are starting. So, uh, the Diablo 3 season journey, um, man. I started the Barb this season, and uh, they got the best Hadrig's gift set. And uh, it's not—it's not the meta for the season twenty-three, but it made my start a little easier. Um, okay. Firebird Wizard is the meta. Meta is the meta. So like that might be my second. That might be was gonna be my second character. I got pretty lucky because I wanted to try these characters next, and they got pretty good. Pretty good sets. So. Uh, it's a little, a little hype, 
and I don't have to complete this season journey like super fast. Um, and I don't need the second character this time, I don't think, for the season journey. So, you know, we'll see what I really get into because um, once I've completed this season journey, you know, being the trophy achievement addict that I am, uh, it's fun to go after those challenges and get the cosmetic rewards. But I noticed with the last season, after I finished it, the journey, like it, my interest plummeted pretty hard. So Which makes we'll sense. see how. Yeah. I mean, that's it's kind the of the, trophy whole, hunter that's the whole idea, right? Yeah. I'm used to deleting a game after that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are leaderboards to go for this season. And they actually made it a lot easier to compete on them, kind of, which I'll get into in a bit. But they they added a leaderboard for every set for every character. So you don't have to play the meta for that character to stay on the board, basically. Oh, see so, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm so every, every like permutation of that class has its own leaderboard. Right. Right, okay. So, but it is... At the same time, it's kind of frustrating for me because I, I probably won't be competing on them. It would have been nice. Like, oh, this is a cool way to get on. You know, all the big YouTubers and podcasters are like, yeah, now anyone can compete on these these other like leaderboards that, you know, uh, most people aren't playing. Right. But at the same time, I just saw a video of one of them the other day, you know, just messing around. Didn't even get a good rift, you know, roll. But they're beating the current leader by like half their time. Oh, wow. It's like they do all this time and get, you know, they got good gear, a lot of paragons and all that stuff. And then so like. If as long as they have the other set, if they want to just like, oh, just let's just joke around and top the leaderboard over here, they can do that. So it's like you, it doesn't make it easier for anybody because you guys can just come in and fucking take first place anyways. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like what now you're just on 16 leaderboards instead of one. <laughs> like sick. So, yeah, I don't know. The, uh, the leaderboards are kind of lame, in my opinion. It's really just like the time invested with the Paragon and uh, like the gems and augments. As long as you can, you got to add those to your gear. And yeah, it's really who can play the most. So, well, it's interesting um, that they're adding these types of things on these seasons, too, because to me, what that signals is that, like, you know, Diablo 4 is like really a ways off, right? Like, you would expect that Diablo 3 would stop, not that the seasons would end, but like adding something like leaderboards is not like an, an easy feat to just like throw in there. And, and season 23 of all things, mm -hmm. right? The game is so old. So that is signaling to me that they are going to continue to support this game for a while because they are not going to have a replacement for you for a while. Even mm -hmm. though we know that the technical alpha for Diablo 2 Remastered is like either starting soon or ha it's, one, it's coming up it's, very quickly. It's over. It's over. Okay, there you go. It happened in New Zealand and Australia. There you go. So It looks pretty cool. I think Diablo 2 you might see in holiday of this year is my guess, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's going to have the same sort of like season systems and progression and all that kind of shit that, that Diablo 3 and that Diablo 4 will have. I do feel like it's going to be much more of like a this is for the legacy fans sort mm -hmm. of experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, anyway. What were you talking about? <laughs> we're talking about the season. So, okay, you've been doing. Oh Diablo yeah, yeah. 4. The last, yeah, the last. Uh, I feel like this might be, yeah, Diablo Four might be a little while off, but it also does feel to me like more of like a last hurrah type deal. Okay, because um, they, I mean, they'll still support it, I'm sure, but um, 
the season 23 um theme so like each season has like its own gift or theme as they would call it right and like last season so last season you got a fourth cube slot so in the canise cube you could take a fourth object of any of the three categories right and so this season the follower can wear a full set of gear and some of that gear emanates to your player that's kind of cool yeah but so this is also it's patch 2.7 and it is going to stay in the game forever now the permanent edition interesting so non-season will have this and for here on out you will have this so you know it kind of like sets up like oh here's this is the way the game is going to be now and like ride this out for a while you know that was kind of my thinking behind it but nice well yeah i'm glad that you're still enjoying it and still enjoying the game and continuing to you know check in on it obviously you got a lot of you got a lot of games now that are season based and you know uh what's the word i'm looking for like uh games of service so it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to manage all of that i personally find i can't play more than one of those at a time so mm-hmm. yeah because the rocket league season started as well yep and you get a you get a soft reset on your rank there, so uh, playing those games can get a bit dicey with the matchups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I ended up playing some uh, people that were a little higher than me in plat threes, and uh, I won the first out of my five games. I made it up to like eight fifty MMR, which put me around like diamond two, which I was like pretty hyped in my first five games. But it got late, so I called it a night, and then the next day I got trampled on. It was terrible, dude. I lost like four out of my five games. One of them was a one v three. Not so fun. No, not so fun. I got still got a higher rank than I was last season, but it wasn't diamond. This was plat three div three, I think. So, but it was it was a good time. Probably still be hitting the pitch here and there on that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my little update for Rocket League. If anybody cares what my rank is. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm so free. I liked climbing ranked ladders in online multiplayer games. So, I yeah. I I'm curious to hear how you do, even if I'm not gonna hop in there with you. Yeah, yeah. And another thing, I think I don't think I mentioned this last time, uh, but if I did, I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm sorry because I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> if I did, that there was a there was a Killing Floor two update titled Dystopian Devastation launching yeah because did you do the video guide for that yet on the collectibles yeah i did the talk about that it came with the map dystopia 2029 right did a collectible guide yep um but this this game must have fallen off or i titled my guide wrong because they're usually the videos i can count on to steadily climb and views but this one uh as you would say colin is sitting at a steamy eight views so I mean, yeah. my other ones are like 500 or something like that, or like a couple hundreds. But so I don't know what the, I don't know, it's falling off or uh, maybe yeah. I'm, fall, I'm, I'm falling off. Or there's too many other seasons and people are like, we can't, you know, keep up with all yeah. these other games. <laughs> yeah. And another, another big, uh, big update. I guess this game has seasons too, but I took the no life plunge and started World of Warcraft. Dear God. That's right. Some people in the community were warning me, like, if you start that, you're going to be, you're going to not do anything else. Yeah. Bro, but this game is goddamn gargantuan. It's huge. That's the it's whole huge. point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I started playing it because our old coworker and a buddy of mine, Blaine, the deaf chef, check out his Twitch Insta. Yep. Uh, he kind of finagled me into it. I was considering it and uh, we were chatting one day and I was like, yeah, I'm down. He's down to get back into it. So, you know, spent my first good chunk of the time getting past the damn tutorial, having cork pickle, whatever the cork pizzle fizzle pop get lost. I was supposed to follow him and he he kept like disappearing. I was going too fast and then he would restart and I had to fucking walk all the way back. It was horrible. (laughs) Oh, but yes, yeah, because it's, it's freaking huge, dude. And he had to—he had to look up how to even get into the world I was in, so we could play together. Because like we chose the servers the same and all that. And then like I'm following the missions because he has a little experience, so he like skipped a tutorial and blah blah blah. We got in the same town, and then like it sent me to this different place, and he didn't. Like, yeah, you have to look up on the internet how to, like, get there. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Well, and you guys aren't doing Classic, right? You're doing the, like, the newer version of WoW. It's not WoW Classic. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the newer version. Yep. It's pretty chill. It's fun. Uh, You know, it's just hang out in there with him because it's less of a fast-paced game. At least for me right now. I don't know how crazy it gets endgame, but pretty chill right now. That's awesome. And, uh... Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to ask, how many achievements do you think are in this bad boy? Okay, so, um, hmm, five hundred. <laughs> Daryl, you got a guess? Say a thousand. You guys are both way off. What? <laughs> can you can you guess how many achievements I have? I feel like you have fifty something already. I have seven out of here it is three thousand five hundred and seventy one. Jesus no Christ. Way. Yeah, dude. Talk about a forever game. You're never gonna be done with that thing. Yeah. Oh Wild. my gosh. Wild. Just why? Crazy. I thought like I mean the, the game has been out for and... almost two decades, so it makes sense yeah. in that way. I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I also started uh, another one. Not going to talk too much on it, but I started League of Legends. That's right. Uh, you know, because you're a fucking man, dude. You're a boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't really have enough to talk about yet. I don't have enough progress. Sorry, Colin. But right. uh, maybe we can get in there and talk about it next episode or something. Yeah, definitely. And those those uh those achievements because you know with all these uh seasonal achievements that I got you know reset had me thinking. That all this is kind of like the prestige trophies idea we've had some discussions about in chat and in Discord. Right. Um, they're not exactly trophies pre- trophies prestiging because they go away. I don't even think prestiging is a word, by the way. It keeps probably. red flagging me every time I type it in. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> but it, it's not exactly the same because they go away. Um, but they are also, you know, these are offering cosmetics which I think we can all agree is something we would like from trophies. So uh, I don't know. It's, that's kind of that's the trophy hunting I've been into. Um, but I was kind of, you know, ask you guys, now what if they made like seasonal trophies that I were missable if you didn't play that season? I hate this idea. But you got a cosmetic reward for it. Yeah, I hate this idea. I've never been one. <laughs> uh, on, I don't, I don't think that prestige trophies should be a thing 
Like I, I, I don't like the idea of it. I think, yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm a so, no go all around. What about, what about like prestiging and it didn't, it wasn't missable. It was just like, oh, you could play the game again and get all the chief, the trophies again. Hmm. If it wasn't tied to seasons, like maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe. There is, um, we talked a little bit about it, but there is like that in uh, Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. They're not tied to achievements or Steam achievements, but there are cosmetic rewards for each of the seasons. And when you play any of the games in the multiplayer or campaign suite, you get currency and then you can use those to unlock from any season cosmetic rewards. So it's like, oh, if I like this stuff from season one quite a bit, I like that helmet or that like shoulder pad or whatever, I can upgrade and get that. Or I can buy the new stuff that just released in season five or whatever. I kind of like that approach. So you still need to like earn the credits, obviously, to do it, but you can spend them however you want. It just kind of creates like a big store for you to choose from. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side there. Because uh, the, you know, it does kind of suck as like an achievement hunter that you wouldn't be able to get something. But it, it, since these are just kind of like the cosmetic things, I think it's, um, I like having this, the, the rarity of the item. Um, you know, like there's a lot of, pets and wings in diablo that are unobtainable now and it's like oh well they have them because they've been playing since since day one and uh in rocket league that's how slugger got his um he had a little golden nugget and uh it was worth so much because um it, it you could only get it if you played in the alpha sorry i need a sip here But so like it, I like having the value of those things because then it really, you know, it feels a lot more special to you. Right. And if it doesn't like in, you know, Slugger's position, he ended up selling that thing. He got a ton of ton of in-game currency for it. Um, and uh, some of that marketplaces, uh, that economy is in flux right now. They just added the, uh, the regular Fennec, which was one of those, um, cars that you couldn't get anymore so it was pretty uh, uh not pretty prestigious but like <laughs> it was cool to see one <clears throat> like because i got i got made fun of for having the painted version of it because i bought it in the e-store like oh dude imagine having a a saffron uh fennec and it's like okay dude whatever and then so, but then the gray version which is the original version came out in the e-store so there's just gray fennec all over the place now not gray blank plain phoenix unpainted phoenix all over the place so now it's not as cool to have yeah so you know because slugger had one of those two i think from playing before so now uh i only had the yellow one and we played together but now i have the gray one because i bought it Hmm. i see your point yeah i get what you're saying it's interesting i i still think i would probably I just say leave it out. <laughs> the whole prestiging and the whole seasons thing is like it doesn't it's not conducive to my style of game that I like to play with league being the exclusion because really the only difference there is like the rank resets. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really mind it too much in that instance, but overall, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's really rare that I go back and play games after I've beaten them, and it's going to be even rarer if I go and play a game again after I've platinumed it. In fact, it has not happened yet. Well, I've imagine been, yeah. if you had that, that's because trophy. Like once you get the platinum, you're done. 
Yeah. I imagine if you could continue to play a game that you really liked after getting the platinum and still have something to work towards. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting point. Maybe, maybe you wouldn't have the same, you know, outcome on each game. You would continue playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know? Right. Right. It's a, whew, it's a banger of a question there. The game or the trophy, which came first? <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah. The game definitely came first. <laughs> Well, I don't know, dude. Oh, I don't design. Right. I don't design trophies. But. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I'll be curious to hear how this all goes. Like I said, I feel like you're juggling quite a few games that all vie for your attention and all vie for your time, including Outriders, with mm-hmm. what type of game it is. So, how you balance that, and how if you feel like you're able to actually make any solid progression in any of them when you're split between five different ones or if you're really going to need to be like i just need to pick one or two of these and that that's it you know we'll see how it goes something's gonna fall off i just hope it's not my mental sanity you know right something is gonna fall off my assumption is it will be outriders and league and wow yeah wow is kind of just for playing with blaine right we'll see and we'll see what happens this season journey i'm getting pretty close here a little bit of more grinding and and the Diablo three will probably be over, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, still got I still got to play Doom, dude. Still got to play Doom. Get it going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very nice. Right on. Well, what about you, Daryl? How is Lordran treating you? How is the Eternal Bonfire of the Spotless Mind treating you? <laughs> treating me as it has treated most undead that. <laughs> come across it in the past um yeah uh, i mean i haven't been playing as much the only game i have been playing is dark souls that's all i've been paying attention to and i'm happy to announce i'm at 97 percent right now whoa Whoa. i can see the light (laughs) at the end of the tunnel man it is a gorgeous view it's gonna be a sad day praise the sun (laughs) (laughs) yeah i oh man well what a journey what are you missing what's the trophy you don't have so the one trophy i'm missing is the knight's honor trophy all the all the boss weapons all the boss weapons all the um the weapons you have to like pick up through like the levels and certain enemy drops i've collected all of those except for two which are the ones you have to create from the boss souls. So I have to do an additional playthrough because I have to get the third soul from Sif. And I have to make the Great Lord, Great Sword, oddly strange name. Oh, great from Lord, Gwen? Great Sword. Yeah. So I have, I did, I finished the, the second playthrough last night. So I have one of two souls that I need. And I last left off on Sif, so I'm at the Sif fight right now. And once I get that, I just have to get to Analando and meet the blacksmith and then just make those two weapons and the trophy's mine. Wait, so you, you already got to Sif on your new game plus plus? New plus plus plus. Oh my what? god. Jesus Christ. Damn, yeah. son. Yeah, well, actually I fought the gargoyles. I took them out, rang the bell and then i went all the way to sif to fight the oh dog. you just cut through the, the dark root basin right away yeah yeah i'm trying to get everything that i need 
is I have to go back and fight the Moonlight Butterfly for the Ember that's up there. I kind of want to just get that out of the way first, and then like start working my way down to Blight Town. And um, yes, when I get there, I'm I'm kind of cruising because then I got to go through Sin's Fortress. Yep, and, and then, then finally, yep, and I'll finally get to Anne Orlando. So I'm looking at either today or tomorrow to get the last trophy I need. Yeah, Ooh, I'd say probably boy. no more than three hours, and you should be done. Yeah, so. Very, very hype because it's been it's been a rough four months just playing one game, and I will say, like in my second and second playthrough, I did save scum a lot. <laughs> mm. All right, it's all right. Mm. I'm not gonna mm. I'm not gonna say anything. It's my own personal shit. I'm not gonna impose mm. on other people. I'm gonna say yeah. Anything. I save scum. Oh god, <laughs> save save your opinion for yourself, <laughs> man. <laughs> Can lead us over here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't talk. I mean, I didn't save Scum with Bloodborne, but I have not played Dark Souls, so I cannot talk. The reason why I did that is just the amount of like the souls that I needed to upgrade the weapons to have to like accumulate so many and then like potentially lose it all mm -hmm. was kind of like in the you know it was my biggest concern. Like, I did not want to lose souls and then, like, come up short having the farm at the very end to try to get souls to, like, upgrade my weapon. So that was, like, my biggest concern. Like, just the amount of traveling I had to do, like, from the bonfire to the boss fight, those weren't exactly, like, on the same block sometimes. Right. But you were the guy who liked the, the hard stuff. I did on my first playthrough. I did it legit. No save scum, no guides. I did it first time, so I'm I'm gonna allow that to, you know, that's acceptable in my book. So the thing is, are you still planning now on moving on to Sekido, or are you gonna take a break from the Souls games and do some other shit for a little while? Hmm, that's a good question. Like, I really want to jump into another Souls game, but, um kind of want to take a break I, I haven't really decided yet what i want to do yeah i get you the trade-off i think is like do you go to another game and then like have a slight learning curve coming back into a soulsborne game later you'll still pick it up quicker than the first time you ever played the games obviously or do you just ride the momentum and get something else done right now hmm. what i was thinking is it might be good for you to save bloodborne until you get to spooktober because that's a that's in your year goal of doing the Soulsborne games, and it's like the spooky one of the bunch. Right. That's a good idea. I probably might save it for then. Because, um, yeah, like you said, I, I really do want to play it, but I, my fear is just like if I step away from it, like it's going to take some time for me to kind of like get used to it all over again. So that's kind of like my fear. Right. But there's, there's like a bunch of games I've downloaded on the PlayStation 4 that I've kind of like, wanted to play but i've just been so hooked on dark souls like i downloaded mean greens i haven't played it yet um resident evil i still want to go back go to Tsushima as well yeah so I, I have some some games to pick from but still decide if i want to do those or just stick to soul series games well like i said let me know what sh what you do because you can borrow my physical copies of i have sekiro and bloodborne so if you want to borrow either of those you just let me know Elzia. Um so 
The only thing that's kind of confusing for me is, so you know the Notorious of the Abyss, that's a DLC, right? Yes, it is. It came out after the game. Yes. Okay. Maybe maybe I got it confused, but so one of the trophies in the base game, you have to get a miracle from the DLC, which is kind of weird. Is I was thinking maybe like the DLC will have like its own separate list, considering that I don't know how long it came out after the game came out. It's yeah. strange that a base game trophy is tied to a requirement from a DLC game. Yeah, I think it's because now the version that you have just has the DLC incorporated into it as just the game, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the thing. Do you mean like on the PS3, there was like a trophy in the base game to get something from the DLC? No, like... It, or just in that, the one I, that you I, have. The one that I have. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I know and, that uh, that's a DLC. I just wasn't sh- sure if that was like the same for like the original Dark Souls game. It was not. So the stipulation in the original, those trophies exist in all of those games, by the way. So have fun with the collect all the sorceries, all miracles, all rings, because those are in every single title. So the, the problem is coming to these games now, when you're coming to them, with the exception of Dark Souls 3, which has DLC that you can buy separately and add on to the game. There is no like complete edition that I'm aware of, at least. Maybe there is now, but... They're all going to stack with those trophies. So Dark Souls 2, when you go to play that, you're going to have to play the Scholar of the First Sin Edition, right? That's what's available on PS4. Well, Scholar includes all three DLC packs in it as just the game. So suddenly those trophies to collect all the rings, all the weapons, all the whatever become much more annoying because you have to get everything from all of the DLCs as well because it's just part of the base game. Dark Souls 2 is mm. going to be the really egregious one for you because those DLCs are big and there's there's three of them. So, um, gotcha. That is not the case as well, though, for Sekiro because Sekiro doesn't have any DLC and Bloodborne, the DLC is separate add-on as well. So actually, now that I think about it, it's really only going to be annoying for you with Dark Souls 2. And then the rest of the games, you won't necessarily have to worry about that unless you're trying to 100% them, not just Platinum. Oh, Okay. Not yeah. bad. It's not bad. I, I I don't know. I'm I was talking about this with one of our community members the other night. I'm kind of mixed opinion of if I would suggest you to go to you know, what what play order basically. I think you should do Sekiro next because you've gotten your parrying down. That's my personal opinion. But then beyond that, I don't know. Like I don't personally like Dark Souls 2 nearly as much as Dark Souls 3, but there's an argument to be made for like, well then maybe you should just get that one out of the way. Maybe you'll end up loving it, but maybe you get that one over with so then you have Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne as the last two, and those ones are really, like, well-regarded. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of up to you, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll figure it out at some point. I'm yeah. kind of just riding, you know, what's left of Dark Souls, because, honestly, when I'm finished with it, I really don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun with that game. It's such a good game. It's, 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 yeah. It hurts when, it, when it's over, huh? Yeah, those, those Soulsborne games are really just... There's, they're unlike other gaming experiences, so it's mm-hmm. hard to know what to play next afterwards. Take a little break. Yeah. Absolutely. I would recommend, if you yeah. have not already, watch some lore videos to watch mm-hmm. some lore videos because it is so much 
deeper than you probably are getting just from your normal playthrough of the game. That's not a not saying you specifically, but just like in general when someone plays through those games, myself included, the first time you don't notice some of the really small details and like how the architecture ties into the story and what the statue is of and what does it mean and all this kind of shit. And there's people who really analyze that stuff and it definitely makes that world feel a lot more alive than just playing through it. Yeah, uh, I've been watching those and yeah, it's great to have like some extra knowledge on the game because a lot of that stuff's not really you know, easily understood. It's kind of just put away and like you're just going through the levels. But it's really cool to see those lore videos because I really like really enjoy this game. So I really want to know more about it. I want to know like everything like why why am i even taking this pilgrimage why are all these bosses here all the npcs like who are they like it's really cool to kind of like explore that so i've liked the videos and they've helped to kind of you know expand on the dark souls universe because a lot of that stuff i think kind of you know makes its way into the other games as well so it'll be cool to kind of get that information yeah yeah, without spoiling too much, it does tie in. So I'll be curious to hear what you think when you get to him, of course. But it's exciting, yeah. man. It's exciting. I have like a couple tips to kind of like help others who are maybe planning a platinum run with this game just to kind of give you some tips and tricks so you don't make mistakes like I did. So I would suggest going with the master key right off the bat reason why I say that is because when you do your new game plus, that's a very valuable item. Like, now that I know where to go, it's extremely long for me to have to, like, take the long route when I could easily take a shortcut. But because I don't have the key, I can't do that. Yep. So, master key, take that. I started off with the ring that gives you a small, you know, bit of HP, but... Once you kind of get the game down, it's really useless. It's not even like one extra hit. It's like less than one extra hit most of the time. So it's there's no point. Yeah, it's not even ideal. Like at first I'll say, oh yeah, extra HP is good. But I rarely used it once I started picking up like better rings and better armor sets. So go with the master key. It'll make your life a lot easier. Just do um, it. Yeah. Just do, do it. it. Weapon reinforcements, I would strongly <laughs> your guy Colin. Yep. Shy is my guy. <laughs> Sorry. Shy, Sorry guy. Shy guy is my guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Daryl. I'll get... Uh, what was I saying? Weapon oh, reinforcements. Weapon reinforcements. Yeah. So if you're going to do that, uh, do that all in one run. Don't want to uh, do it over different playthroughs because... You're upgrading your weapons. You can hold on to those weapons on your new game plus plus and other multiple playthroughs, but the embers don't carry over. So it's gonna be a pain in the ass to try to like relocate those and you know upgrade your weapons again. It's better just to do it all in one playthrough once you've found all your embers. That way you can just get it out of the way and then do whatever you need to do on the next playthrough. That's a smart move. I did not do that, and that came to bite me in the ass later. <laughs> so yeah, the same the same problem I did. 
there, I mean, some of the embers are pretty easy to get, but there's that one in the catacombs that's in a room full of like the giant skeletons. That was a pain in the ass to try mm. to get. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. It brings me and back. That, <laughs> brings oh, my PTSD back. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD is the story of all souls born players. Seriously. You know, condition. But yeah, it, those are the only tips I had. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Godlike Matt for his comprehensive video. I followed that religiously when I was doing my souls born uh, run. And Excalibur, I followed his videos. I was trying to do all my weapon reinforcements, and he was one that suggested doing. All your weapon reinforcements in one playthrough. That's smart. Definitely. Otherwise, you're going to end up in like out. a new game plus, 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 plus. plus. It's just like, holy shit. <laughs> so. Seriously, man. I, yeah. I knew it was going to take me three playthroughs, but I really did not want to do more than three. Yeah. I want to play other games. I guess. That's you. how I'm feeling right now. I want to play other games, man. Four months is good, but. Has it really been that, four months on that game? Yeah, I checked it out when I popped the first trophy. It was in January of like, it was like January sixteenth. Damn, so, dude! Oh my! I'm in on four months. It's been a while. Yeah. Holy shit! Wow. Well, I haven't good job. played anything else except for like a little bit of For Honor, and uh, you know maybe some other games. But that's that's about it. It's just been mainly Dark Souls. What a G, dude! What a G! Well, <laughs> good job. Good job. You're almost there. Make sure to post that Almost. platinum screenshot in the tr in the uh, in the trophy room in the Discord when you get it. Will do. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, speaking of uh, mean greens, right? We talked about this on episode twenty nine, which was like the. It's basically like a follow up slash spiritual successor to Sarge's Men or whatever. What was the name of the N sixty four game? Do you guys remember? Army Men Sarge's Heroes. There you go. Thank you very much. So that's the one I played. There was a couple. I ended up buying it right after our discussion, and I was like, cool, like this is going to be pretty sweet. Trophy list looks like it can all be done in offline mode, which is great, but there is multiplayer, so you know, we'll just see where it goes. And I have to say that the first couple times I played the game, it was a lot of fun. You know, I was popping a lot of trophies in each session, a lot of miscellaneous ones that you can knock out in custom games or private matches. For example, you know, riding the shark in Fish Tank Frenzy, that's a gold really easy to do hurdle five RC cars without getting hit on toy box assault for a silver, all kinds of stuff. So I was just going into custom games, popping all these miscellaneous trophies and like getting my percentage up and my trophy level. Great. Then I got to the point where I needed to actually start getting kills with the weapons. So in your custom games, you can set the game to have no bots or you can select game modes like team Deathmatch or free for all that do have bots. My suggestion for anyone listening who's going to go for this is do not select free-for-all because those don't count towards your 100 matches on the tan or green team since free-for-all has no teams. So just a quick mm. shout out there. So mm -hmm. you want to be double dipping and doing team deathmatch. So I started grinding out the weapon kills and I was like, all right, this isn't too bad. Let me try some online. And I have, I have found one match in two weeks online with one other player <laughs> and the player left immediately. So I have played everything. <laughs> I've played everything just solo by myself or against bots. And I will tell you right now, I'm starting to become an army man. Okay. I'm running drills on this motherfucking game to try to grind out trophies, get everything done. I'm currently sitting at a 98%. I am missing one Jesus. bronze trophy 
for the platinum. Could have so, waited for your buds, dude. I, you know, no. So I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. you guys, you guys will get to experience the joy of playing this game solo, like I did. So oh, here's thanks. here's what happens. Okay, there's two bronze trophies in the game that are to play 100 games on the green team and 100 games on the tan team, respectively. I found a game mode that allows me to get a win or get a completion on a game in about 54 seconds, and there's no bots involved. So what it was is essentially like I would do that five times in a row, complete it, reload, complete it, reload five times. Then I would do, I would load up a CTF game by myself, run that gambit, which took roughly two minutes and 54 seconds, not that I was timing it or anything, and, I ha- and that would get me three flag captures because there's a trophy for getting 100 flag captures. I would also suggest you do that in custom games by yourself because if you do happen to get an online match or play with friends, it doesn't count if they get the flag and capture it or any of your other teammates do. It has to be you. So that's mm. going to take you a long fucking time. So the cycle was I'd start out. I would do a CTF game maybe once or twice, then do five of those 54-second games you know, get those done. Then I would allow myself some quote unquote fun and play one game against <laughs> bots <laughs> and go for kills with the various weapon types, including getting a hundred kills with the flamethrower, bazooka, grenade, assault rifle, shotgun, and sniper. You have to do that with all of them. So holy moly, dude, it was a grind. And like, especially when I got to the end and I could only use grenades, I would basically like try to weaken enemies because the grenades aren't that good in this game and then you get one grenade per life i would throw it if i didn't get a kill i'd kill myself to respawn because (laughs) the only other way to get a grenade is to let the cooldown come back off and that takes longer than just killing yourself and respawning what a fun time it's been let me just say the meta yeah um the gripes aside i think the trophy distribution is really good in the game the art style is cool the music actually is really good. So even when you're bumping? playing by yourself, it's kind of bumping. I, was, I found myself like humming to the music a little bit, moving around, <laughs> grooving while I was going insane doing these army drills. And, you know, I do think that had we played this game when it came out, which was it only came out in August of last year, by the way, it's already this dead. But had you played it like launch week or whatever, and you were able to get some like online matches, or if you had a group of like six people that you were playing with and doing custom games, this game would be really fun. And it really reminds me of like a Toy Story sort of vibe. And you'll know more what I mean if you end up playing the game. And Daryl, if you start it, you'll, you'll know what I mean. The music is very Toy Story-esque. The, the art style is really know. Toy Story. You're not going to play it. The, um, <laughs> I can hear it in your voice right now. And, um, <laughs> and it really made I mean, me go, like, gonna why, aren't there like a, why isn't there like a Toy Story deathmatch or battle royale or minigame style game that'd be hella fun with all those characters but anyway that's kind of what i will say for mean greens plastic warfare um i like i said need one more trophy i'm probably about a third of the way through it i will be able to get it today hopefully before community night so i don't have to worry about it when everyone else is on and then i'll have that platinum which on psn profiles is 18.1 percent on actual PlayStation app, it's one percent. So it is a pretty rare plat. That is taken is up. There, the go ahead. Is there in-game tracking for all these trophies in the game? It's funny you should ask. So um, <laughs> the game tracks your stats if you're playing online. So in custom games, 
you're shit out of luck. You just got to either keep tally yourself or just have a rough idea. You'll know you're making progress towards each of the trophies, though, because, for example, if I was still going for shotgun kills and I got a kill with a shotgun, it would say saving in the upper right-hand corner each time. So I knew the game was tracking it, and obviously stuff popped. This is I did everything solo in custom games, like I said, so I know it works, but there is no way for you to go and just say, like, okay, I'm at 97 of 100 flag captures. You just kind of got to do it. Hmm. So I suggest you keep track yourself. That is not a problem that Xbox would have, by the way, because there are achievement tracking uh, functionality built into achievements on Xbox. So uh, some of them. Yeah. For this game specifically, I could not find any trophy guides for this game, but I did find some achievement guides on YouTube that showed me which levels to grind out to do these trophies the quickest or these achievements. So big shout out to Chivo guides. So such a small <laughs> random YouTube channel, but it did have what I needed. So that was good. Um, yeah, the maps are really cool. I, I like the game. The, the circumstances of how I had to play it are kind of unfortunate, but mm-hmm. I think that it is a good game. Nonetheless, it's cheap and it'll end up being one of my rarest platinums, which is kind of hilarious. So that's what, <laughs> oh that, that's what I have to say about the mean greens for right now. The other game mm-hmm. that I've started and let me quickly, before I get something wrong here, I just want to make sure my percentage is accurate so people aren't calling me a phony. I think I'm at 23% in this other game. Let me see. No, you're phony. 23% is um, okay. Star Wars Republic Commando. So this was developed 23 by... 23% already. Yes, sir. So this was God developed by LucasArts, and it was published and released on April 6th of this year 2021 but originally was released on the original xbox and pc back in i believe 2001 so this game has been uh gone for a couple decades and what it is is a first person tactical shooter it art style wise looks a lot like uh halo 1 halo 2 and doom 3 so very like sharp edges to everything really polygonal looking those early shooters from back in the day and i really i like the look um it takes place during the Clone Wars era of Star Wars, so during the prequels, and you are in command of Delta Squad, which is a set of uh, clone troopers with with some slight enhancements, so they're a little stronger than normal clone troopers, and you get sent on these basically suicide missions to aid in the in the war against the Separatists. So that's kind of it as far as the story that I know so far, but it plays out like a very traditional shooter, except you do have those squad commands so you can tell one of your squad mates to set up sniping outposts and overlook an area. You can have another one go blow charges on a door to like open up another area. Someone can hack a console, yada, yada. But um, there's only four missions in the game from what I can tell, but they're really, really long. So each mission is divided into like maybe six or seven sub missions. So I'm towards the end of mission one, and I wish I was further, but mostly I'm not because I've been grinding out mean greens. Uh, I think the game is really fun. The trophy list, from a difficulty standpoint, is not bad at all. It should require you only one playthrough, maybe with a couple chapter uh, select cleanups afterwards, but you can select those smaller missions from chapter select so you don't have to redo the whole big mission at the end. And the only thing I would say is if you're going to be going for your hard playthrough right off the bat, Make sure you change it in the options and in the menu before you start your new game. Because when you press new game, the game doesn't ask you what difficulty you want. So unless you change it ahead of time, it's not going to register that you've done the whole game. 
and the trophy artwork is pretty shit. Uh, it's basically <laughs> just different helmets of one of the four clone troopers in your squad just repeated over and over again. And then the platinum no. trophy is just all four of the helmets on one square together. So not really Creative. that crazy. Yep. The uh, platinum is sitting at a 1% right now on the app and a 13.9% on PSN profiles already after 10 days. So, you know, it's going up relatively quickly. Um, yeah, I think it's a really fun game. I'm super excited to play more of it. I love Star Wars. I love shooters from that era. So I will have positive things to say, I'm sure, next episode. But right now, I'm basically just been a, a drill sergeant. So <laughs> Sounds like whoever made that trophy list also made Until Dawn. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think it was just like, all right, this is a port. You know, we're not sure how well it's going to sell. Like, let's just kind of throw some, some art at it and, and move on. It, I hope it does well. I mean, it's at the top of the store from this week in games that have sold. Now, granted, there's not a lot of new releases necessarily, but I, th I think that's a good sign. It's only $15 as well, so it's a good deal. The timing of the release of that game is kind of like right on par with the Disney Plus show that's coming out. Yes. The, um, the Bad Batch. Exactly. I'm not sure if that was you know, their intended plan, but uh, are you going to watch that show, Colin? I definitely am, and I would also recommend on Disney Plus there is a now vintage collection for Star Wars, and on there is the animated series of the Clone Wars from back in like the early two thousands. It has the same art style as Samurai Jack, and the same I think it's the same artist, and it's really really cool. And it came out on the second of April, so right before this game came out as well. So I think they're trying to like line up a lot of the properties from that era like to be released and available around the same time. But yeah, either way, I'm I'm pretty happy with my progression in trophies the last couple of weeks. It hasn't been the most fun from a story perspective. I've not like dived into a you know, like I, I still need to go and finish Final Fantasy Seven remake, but I just got derailed by a couple of these smaller games. My intention is still to finish that game though in April. Not platinum it, but finish the story because uh Resident Evil Village comes out in less than a month. So that's going to be the next like big AAA game I'm going for. And that's what we got. That's what we have been playing. <laughs> Before no, we go, fine. I did want to shout out in the Discord, if you're a member in there, we have been hosting a race with the free PS Plus games on PlayStation 4 specifically being eligible every month. So racing to complete as many of those Platinums as possible. The first wave or first uh, sprint, maybe, of the race will be over at the end of April. And so we will be announcing the winner on May 8th's episode. Well, we're recording on the 8th, so you will hear it on May 9th is when we will announce the winner to everybody. And they will be getting a prize. And yeah, we're pretty excited about it. And we'll have more details on that coming a little later on. But just wanted to shout that out. Thanks for everyone who's been participating in the Discord. And with that... I will give it to you guys to shout out your socials and any closing thoughts and comments as we wrap up here. Twitch and Instagram at the tall Samoan guy. And I can't believe I forgot this, but on Dark Souls, the trophy list, the base that has the trophy picture, those also are like you know, representative of the trophy. I can't believe I forgot that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It kind of lined up with like all the other games we talked about. Outriders, Days Gone, they all had 
kind of like the similar visuals there. So forgot about that. Nice shout out. Nice shout out. I like the games do that as well. What about you, Eli? Where can people find you at? Specifically, your your uh, Killing Floor Two collectible guide. <laughs> yeah, find that on uh, YouTube, Narshard Thirteen One D, and on Instagram and Twitch, and uh, Narshredder No Thirteen No No Thirteen on uh, on Blizzard. You need my number though. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I said it last episode. Well, go there... listen to the last episode if you want me to power level you. Nice. Nice. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a pickup line right there. That's right. <laughs> no number. You need it? Yo, you need that power level, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on YouTube, PSN, and League at CK Present. That's all from us. This has been episode 30 of the Trophy Talk podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We will catch you in a few weeks' time for some more trophy discussion. Take care. Catch me in the top lane. How about that?